Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hello once again, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 17. I am Lee. And I'm Kimmy, and we are the Flamingos. What the heck did you just say? (laughs) Yes, we used names, because you get tired of being called Mr. Flamingo. I hate to be all extra and fancy and shit, but it just got a little old. I don't know why. I like being called Mrs. Flamingo. Well, we can call you that from now on. I don't care. Why don't you legally change your name to it? (laughs) So anyway, moving forward in this year, we've decided to go ahead and start using our real names. The people that know us that actually found this without us telling about it realized who we were pretty quick. So, and if you don't know us, our names aren't going to matter one way or the other. Exactly. So, welcome to the new year. Glad we have 2020 finally behind us. Oh, it's been a horrible year. So, what do you say? New year, new us? Sure. Well, have you got any (laughs) New Year's resolutions? You know, I really don't do them. Why not? Well, because it doesn't matter what I plan. Sometimes it just goes to shit anyways. Yeah, we had all sorts of good shit planned for 2020, and that went in the crapper real quick. Exactly. Well, mine's pretty simple, I think, as you and I have been talking. Mine's just to do a better division of my time. I'm going to equalize things up a little better. Make sure there's... A better balance. A better balance between everything we do. I'm kind of OCD and get straight-lined on one project and don't deviate from it. So I think my goal this year is to spend a little more time with my custom cars, a little more time in the lifestyle, just find a balance to my life. Yep, I agree. That's probably a good one for you. And yeah, we don't live and die by this, so it shouldn't be that hard. We've got other things we like to do that I think we're going to venture back into. Yep. Well, this is going to be a big episode. We've got lots to cover. It has been an odd two months, as we will get into, but we've got a lot going on in this episode. First thing we want to touch on is it is officially our one-year episode. Yay! Woo, 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 woo! We hit a, I'd say that's pretty much a milestone in the podcast business. Oh, yeah, definitely. So let me run a couple questions by you. Do you think this has been harder or easier than what we thought it would be going into it? Uh, that's kind of a hard question because I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I think once we got into the flow and we kind of found our footing, it got a little bit easier. The first couple episodes were rough. Yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> Editing sucked. Recording sucked. I'm, I'm hoping we find a good, pretty good pace now. Yeah, I think so. And we figured out how to talk with each other, I guess, you how to communicate through look, the podcast. Look at that. <laughs> Something positive taken away from this. Well, moving forward, one thing we are going to make adjustments on is in the middle of COVID or the middle of the summer, we start doing two episodes a month. With things going back to normal, my travel is opening back up. Some events are opening back up. I think we will probably drop back to one a month. Yeah. I think that's just easier if it's in our schedule. That was our original plan, and we got a little overzealous there in the middle, which it was fun. We were stuck at home and had plenty of time to talk things out. But now with us getting back in the work, starting to wean our way back into the real world, we just don't see that uh, bi-weekly episodes are going to be possible. Yeah, I mean, like this episode is being recorded in a hotel room in lovely Oklahoma City because... We're on the road traveling. (laughs) Doing what we do. And we just say, hey, we've got a good recording space and no kids or dogs or loud AC or anything. So let's do it. Yep. 
and our neighbors apparently are pretty quiet. <laughs> they may hear some things they don't want to hear when this is all said and done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're getting an education whether they want it or not. <laughs> now, next question I got for you. Do you feel that our podcasting has changed who we are or how we portray ourselves? I think it has a little bit. I think that it's helped both of us grow, and especially in the lifestyle we've grown, because we're forced to communicate and talk a little more openly. Well, we sit here and say it to each other on microphone, and then we actually act it out or work through it. Well, and it's like the one episode we talked about at the pool party. We were trying to kind of testing some of our boundaries and rules a little bit to see, should we move forward? Should we do this? Should we do that? And you know, we found stuff that we could move forward on and some that we were like, eh, maybe not for us. Sometimes helps if you practice what you preach. Yes. We're not on a hamster wheel. We don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over forever. I like to go down those tunnels. <laughs> I was like, you have something else to add? Well, I was going to, but then I didn't. Well, I know some podcasters do a one-year recap. We didn't really feel like doing that. We just wanted to bounce a couple things off each other. But let me ask you one last question here. What is your favorite episode that we've done this year that you've enjoyed the most? Which one are you proudest of? I would have to say it would be our transgender one with Miss Foxy. One of my other ones would be the body shaming. The one I have to say that surprised me the most was when we did the single males. Why did that surprise you? Because when we first started it, and because we don't play with males, single males, we, don't, we play with males. I play with males. Get it straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we started that, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and it ended up a little bit differently, just the way the outcome of the podcast took a turn for, I guess, a positive for single males. <laughs> yeah, and we got a lot of feedback from single yeah. males as well as couples, which it felt like just basic information that we were putting out there, but we got a lot of feedback on that one. So definitely go and listen to those. I recommend those the best. Those are my favorite. I think one of my favorite ones that we got a lot of good feedback on and kind of opened some people's eyes was our summer episode where we did the pool parties and the river trip. And we talked about some of our play styles and we had some people messaging me like, holy shit, y'all might've been, it seemed a little bland until we heard that. We said, (laughs) we think y'all might be some freaks. We got a little dirty. That was one thing when we started off. We kind of wanted to really have this podcast reflect who we are. We're not big about telling we pen, don't kiss and tell penthouse forum stories. No, so that's we may get a little dirty sometimes if it was really noteworthy. You know, for the most part, we're just here to take up thirty minutes to an hour of your time and tell fun stories. No, this is not Pornhub. If you want to hear me moaning, then I guess you need to meet me. We need a Patreon or a OnlyFans <laughs> for that. If there's a market, let us know. Well, hey, I was doing a little digging based on the fact that we did hit a one-year mark of the podcast, and I found out some pretty interesting stats. I'm not a big numbers guy, but I thought these were pretty neat. I found out that there are approximately one million podcasts currently. What I found is that out of those, 12% literally only have one episode. I'm not surprised because this is not easy. There's a lot of time involved, and like I say, we're, we're recording in a hotel room in at midnight. Yeah. On a Sunday. And we started like at 1030 setting everything up and getting everything ready. So it's this is not an easy thing to do. We found that out pretty fast. It's not all fun and games. There's no. a lot of back behind the scene things that go on for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we listen to them, you can kind of tell the level of effort they put in that comes out in the finished product. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Ours is Ours is far from perfect, but hey, we like to tell a good story. The other thing that out of 6% of all these 1 million is... Most of them didn't make it past two episodes. I'd believe it. Again, same fact as before. Now, here's a really interesting one. 
out of 1 million active podcasts, only half of them have 14 or more episodes. We're one year in, and this is episode 17. We beat the odds. We finally have other people listening to us because we're over 10. Does that make us the OGs now? <laughs> we're definitely the OGs now. <laughs> but with that said, there are new podcasts popping up every every couple oh, yeah. months. We'll, oh, yeah. get, we'll get a new friend request on Twitter or somebody new in one of the circles that we work in. Well, and definitely with everyone on lockdown, I think podcasts are becoming more popular at the moment. And I think they'll die back down once people get out and going. Maybe so. I think everything right now is virtual, so it's just one way for people to express themselves. And when people have nothing to talk about, they die off. We know if some of them have got 100 plus podcasts, they're still rambling. And That's true. That's true. It's not even. Hopefully that's not us. And we've said that before. We do feel there's a life expectancy on our show. Once it gets to the point where we don't feel we can tell an entertaining story and we have to force things. Make in, something up. Make something up or force things in our lives to produce a story, we'll be done with it. Yeah, it's and, not and worth I'm, it. I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't I don't need 100 episodes or 10 year worth of podcasts to feel successful. Well, the good thing about us is that we're true to our stories and to our lifestyle and what we're doing. So we don't have to make stories up to have a podcast. Because we live so much in the lifestyle and go on and on every weekend, it feels like. Yeah, we're gifted in that. Like I said, we're now empty nesters and venture out when we want, as we please. But it, it really makes me happy when someone finds our show, friends or not, and they hang out with us and they said, there's no posturing on y'all's port. Y'all are the same in person as you are on a microphone. And that's good. That's what we want. So thank you for everybody. That I think that's the most uh, sincere compliment we can get. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we love the feedback as always. So, moving on, one thing we wanted to touch on, as we have been, is we want to give a huge shout-out to our sponsor, altplayground.net. I beat you to it. You did. I was fixing to. You saw me taking the breath to say it. We really feel that in pushing forward, they have done a lot for us in exposing us to a bunch of new people through the website. Well, and I feel like we fit with the Alt Playground community very well. We're very open-minded, and we love the atmosphere of the website i laugh i was going through and answering some emails the other day and someone from oklahoma had sent us a message so i clicked on the private pictures that they sent us and you walk by and there's a dick and some pussy and whatnot in the vip section and you're like what are you looking at and i said hey these are these <laughs> people are from up from our hood i said do you recognize any of the body parts here i'm like hold on let me look you said i don't recognize that penis maybe it was dark it's funny, it just caught you off guard. You're like, why is there a penis on the computer screen? I, well, said, I was just... going to get me a bagel, and I was putting it in the toast, and turned around, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Something I need to know about here. <laughs> Luckily, it was a couple's profile. It was a little easier to explain. But again, we wanted to give a big shout-out to Alt Playground. Uh, there's a lot going on with us this year. We've already got some things on the schedule. We've got a little trip out to Florida next month. Also, the APG tour bus, driven by Brian and Brenna, our front porch swingers, is going to be hitting the road. And we've heard uh, second quarter they're going to be down in the great state of Texas. So I see us doing some collaborations and some hosting gigs with them. Yep, hopefully our listeners will come out and meet us and meet them and get to see the tour bus. It's going to be fabulous. Now, going back to me joking about dick pics for a minute. One thing we like about APG is they will adjust things on the fly. And I guess fly, zipper, all that stuff. I'm trying to make a little pun there. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. it. You just don't know what to do with it. So the other day, there was an issue where when they rolled all the Love Voodoo people over, Love Voodoo used to allow genitalia pics as profile pics. 
And the way the website is run, they didn't think that was the classiest move. So they put up a little posting, you know, midweek saying, hey, we will no longer accept genitalia, either penises or vaginas, as profile pics. And it caused a little bit of rub on some people. Well, for me, I don't personally feel that a dick pic as a profile picture is putting, I don't want to say your your best image first. Best foot or six inches I, forward. Yeah, I'm kind of like, well, I don't know how I could rub, rub that. <laughs> Just rub it on out. <laughs> don't make this any harder than it needs to be. Yeah, I was trying to be clever and it wasn't happening. But I just, I I think that, I don't know, to me it's just, it's not a good look. It wouldn't be one that we would probably jump on. No. If I, I seriously, when I'm scrolling through there and I see a dick pic, I move on. Because I'm just like, ugh. If that's your best offering, then. We're not going to have anything in common. No. I mean. Show us an attractive couple pic. It doesn't even have to be face pics. It could be limited body pics. Just give us something fun to work with that makes us say, hey, here's a couple we need to look into. Leave the mystery there. I want to be surprised or have fun finding out. Unwrapping that surprise? Unwrapping it. Well, again, thank you to our sponsors. And please go and check out altplayground.net. Now, we've got a very hard question to answer some people. We need to fess up. Where the fuck have we been lately? We're behind an episode. We missed we the are. month of we are. December. And we do apologize, but there is no way we could have put out a podcast. So, go ahead and spill the beans. Unfortunately, Mr. Flamingo... Since I don't have a name. That's right. Mr. Flamingo exposed me to COVID. I actually figured out where we got the COVID from. We know exactly who that we got it from. Carol Baskins. <laughs> okay, it was Carol Baskins. <laughs> No, it was Mr. Flamingo's boss. Of all the damn places we could have picked up the C word. And unfortunately, Mr. Flamingo had a little easier time with it than I did. And I'm still having issues with it. This is six weeks, seven weeks now. It was before I'm Thanksgiving. Over, I'm over 40 days. So we've been to all these parties since midsummer. We've, I'd say we've been around a couple thousand people in close proximity. Yep. We didn't really go out to clubs or restaurants much. No, I mean, we, not really, not really. But we've, we've been to the swinger parties. Yeah. And then we had a weekend in New Orleans where we did some partying that we'll talk about. And I had two days of work with my boss and he had the sniffles and was kind of coughing. And And I said it, I said, I think he has COVID. (laughs) So we get back from the trip on a Tuesday night. We cut it short early because he was feeling bad. We drove back from New Orleans to Dallas and he calls me the next morning and said, I got some good news and bad news. He said, the good news is I got the sales allowances you wanted. The bad news is, is I got COVID, so you should probably go get tested. And the bad thing is, is I was eating off his plate. <laughs> yeah, he's a good friend, and he just did. We caught it. So I'm sure there's some podcasters that will take glee in the fact that we were out there in the world, but we didn't catch it from swingers. And I can nope. honestly say that we probably did not pass it to anybody. Every party we came back from, we had our own little personal quarantine which I know you can be asymptomatic, but coming back from this one from New Orleans, we already kind of had some respiratory issues. Yeah, we were coughing and stuff, but we just thought it was the mold. And the hurricanes and all that had a bunch of crap in the air. But when he told us that, we went the next week and got tested after Thanksgiving, and we had it. Yep. But we did our thing. We stayed at home. We had our kids stay away from us. Yep, we quarantined. We did everything we should. And then we went back and got a negative test. Let me ask you a quick question. We've seen all the drama on it on Facebook. What are your thoughts on COVID now when you see people talking about it? 
quite frankly, since I've had it, at one point I had to get off Facebook because it just pissed me off and I wanted to almost punch people in the face when they say something like, oh, it's not real. Like it, it makes me mad because I got, I got really sick. Yeah. You keep hearing, oh, it's the common flu, but Miss Flamingo's worked in the medical industry. So she was always exposed to stuff. I travel. So I'm always exposed to different places and people. I had it for a couple of days. I had the body aches, couldn't work out. I didn't work out for a month. Which is a really big deal, as many of you know. Yeah, and Miss Flamingo usually doesn't spend a lot of time sleeping, and she was sleeping around the clock. I wasn't that worried because she wasn't acting like she was having breathing problems, even though she has asthma, but just the fact that she wouldn't move, she wouldn't eat, all she was doing was sleeping. There were a couple of times I, you know, I was worried for her life, and my family and her family was worried for her life. Yeah, well, I couldn't even walk into the kitchen like I started coughing, would get short of breath and almost pass out. Like it was, it was rough. It was borderline of me needing to go to the hospital, but I didn't quite need to. Well, I don't want to run a big pity party for Lee and Kimmy here, but uh, it was a shitty, it's been a shitty two months. Yeah, we, we weren't even able to do Thanksgiving. We weren't able to do Christmas. Well, in addition to COVID, let's look at a couple of things we had. During our COVID breakdown, we got up Thanksgiving morning and it looked like the Bellagio fountains in our front yard. Yep. The sprinkler system pipes burst. And filled our yard full of water. We had no water in the house. So. And since we, since we were quarantining, I was like the little kid in the window when the plumber came. I was just waving at him like, hey. We got the little hand messages, <laughs> handwritten messages. Please don't touch us. So we actually ended up getting a hotel for a couple of days and came back and they finally got it fixed. Yeah, because we had no water for five days. Yeah, we had a, yeah. so here we are with COVID. <laughs> no restrooms, no showers. I just told her, I said, pack up, we're going to the hotels, bring the dog. <laughs> and we actually took the podcasting stuff, but damn, we just laid in the hotel bed and I, cooked. I couldn't talk. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. There was no point in it. Well, we get by that and then let's see here. Our boy blew the motor in his truck. Yes. We settled in for bed one night. We get the call, I'm 30 miles from you and my truck's smoking. So we got him limped home and loaded up and sent to a shop in Oklahoma. Just been one thing after another. But I'll be honest, despite all that, like I say, in this new year, I'm still thankful for everything we got. Oh, yeah, definitely. We still got our health. I've been lucky enough to maintain a job when some people haven't. You know, our kid, you know, we have something that goes down. We can still scrape together the money to afford it. So there's people out there right now that really don't have it as good as us. So despite the shit that has happened to us, 2020 was still a good year. It wasn't. Wasn't the most enjoyable? We've had worse. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So we're not going to sit here and say it was the worst, worst years of our lives. We've been through a lot tougher than that. Before we beat the COVID horse to death, let's talk about one more thing that popped up. Our annual trip to naughty New Orleans, we skipped out on it, but... They continued with the show, and what happened with that? It became a... Dumpster fire? Dumpster fire. And I I have to say, from a business point of view, I understand why they went ahead and did it. A lot of people don't realize that Bob and Tess that put it on, that they go all out, and they involve the community so much... You know, they're renting out hotels, they're renting out bars, you know, to make this event the great event that it is. And so I understand why they went ahead and put it on, but the fallout from the exposing everyone of COVID was not a good look for our community. No, and anything, I would say any of the fallout is really not Bob and Tess's issues or fault. No. And here's why I think why. The swinger activities are still hopping. They're, some of them are setting record, record numbers. 
Yes, there so, there's still lifestyle clubs. There's still everyone's still out and about going. With that said, they worked as hard as they could to make a safe event in the middle of a pandemic. We've I'd say most of them we've been to haven't taken the precautions that Bob and Tess did. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But people still caught COVID. And in addition to that, it made all the news channels. I know yes. Stephen Corbert and the one of them that really kind of burned our asses was TMZ. Yeah. that. Hmm. So if you haven't seen it, TMZ has it on their TV program. But basically they started off with tells from the ooh, kind of icky kind of deal. And then said, all, I went to a swinger convention, and all I caught was this lousy COVID. And there's the taboo of being a swinger. Yeah. Now, what, what burned my ass on that is Mr. Harvey Levin is a gay male, which we have no problems with gays, gay community, any alternative lifestyle. But the way they base that, here's a gay person, which, you know, the trials and tribulations they faced to get equality over the years are now looking down on swingers. So in other words, they say, hey, it's all right to be gay, but if you're non-monogamous, consensually non-monogamous and choose to voluntarily play with other people that's icky or an ooh factor so that really burned our asses there yeah that's not right so, so you know where's that equality that y'all talk about because we choose to have consensual sex it's an icky thing so that that was a big big ugly there the other thing that really upset us is a lot of the swinging community people that were resharing this on facebook twitter whatnot I really feel that these people did more damage to our community than the actual TV things did. Because they were bringing attention to it, negative attention to well, us. Well, let's talk about some attention we got from it Yeah. via your family, yep. which is the last people we want to know about this. Yep. My mom was like, oh, you have COVID. So uh, there was a swinger convention in uh, New Orleans. And, you know, and I was like, we weren't even there at that time. Which was truthful. We were at a different swinger convention the week later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrong one, lady. Get your facts straight. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that outs people. And I know everybody just wants to share shit. fuck is that? You got an alarm? It's something over here. Okay, so we just lost our train of thought because some fucking alarm just went off in the other room. <laughs> Somebody had the alarm set for 12.01 a.m., so we just had a little marching band, sound like the Boomer Sumer theme going off in the other room. <laughs> We're looking at each other like, what the shit was that? <laughs> so anyway, finish that thought there. <laughs> I don't even remember. I, I think I know where we're at. Basically what we were saying is it really burned our asses that the swinger community was making this thing trend. Yes, exactly. So unless you or the OU marching band have anything <laughs> you left to input on this, was that, does that cover it on COVID? Yeah, I think so. So what's, what's your final advice on COVID? I think be, take it seriously. You know, we did. We said we would. It's something you don't want to play around with. I'll say that. So hopefully none of you people catch it. If yeah, you caught definitely. It, hopefully you've maintained safety. And Yep. All right. So let's kind of move on, talk about something more exciting than our miserable time we had with COVID. Let's talk about our gear. We are in Oklahoma, and it's fucking cold here. So I have been rocking my flamingo beanie even in the hotel room <laughs> which you've been getting a lot of compliments on <laughs> i have so tell everybody where they can find swinging flamingo beanies at at fullswapshop.com exactly now we've also added some new partners to the fullswapshop.com line the podcast you can find on there now that we've welcomed asn lifestyle magazine yeah which you remember we did an interview with mr mike ramos yes he snuck his ass in there on us 
He did. Which, hey, they got cool stuff. List of people that are on there. Us, ASN, Front Porch Swingers, In Bed with Nikki. I'm not familiar with them yet. We'll have to listen to them. Uh, Kinky Frame of Mind, our friends out of Wichita area. Crazy Truths, Cole and Amanda, The Naked Relationship, and another one, The Upside Down Pineapple, which you didn't get to make the, the Skype call with me with these guys, but I'm anxious to check out The Upside Down Pineapple. They do a live broadcast. So we'll have, to call, we'll have to call in and sexually harass them. Yes. Now we've also got something else big coming up through fullswapshop.com. We're doing full swap radio. They're still ironing out the details, but this is going to be a live swinger radio, which a lot of these people we mentioned here will be contributing plus others. So not only will it be hosting our show, but you now have the opportunity to sponsor our show to some extent. Yeah, that'll be neat. And we'll hopefully be doing some live call-in shows at some point. Yeah, go and buy some merchandise, check out everything that we have, because we, of course, would like to see you out and about in the Swing Flamingo gear. So check it out, guys. Okay, so before we became the radioactive COVID monkeys, spreading our love juices all over. <laughs> we did not spread it at all. You know we didn't. No, we did good. We did get a little bit of travel in prior to getting locked down. We've had some fun events going on. Yes, we have. The first one we did, we had a friend celebrate his birthday at Colette's. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. How can I forget about that? Miss Thing had a good time here. I did. I tried something new. I had a female come up to me and ask if she could go down on me. And I said, well, Ask okay. my husband. You said, ask my husband. No, I had, I had actually talked to her before that. But I was like, because you had gone to the bathroom. So I was like, uh, let's ask my husband. <laughs> Which, as one of our kind of rules, that's one thing we say is, unless you give me a heads up, that's your body. You have yeah. the right to say. I wasn't asking permission. I was just kind of giving time till you came back in from going to the bathroom. Yeah, I came back from the boys' room and sat down. So, can I give your wife head? And I'm just look. what the fuck? I know. And you said, well, I guess so. All sweet and innocent. <laughs> so, anyways. Now, a little backstory on this week. Got to talking to this couple. They were from, they were talking about going to a bar in the small town that I grew up in. Yep. And we started doing a little backtracking and come to find out she graduated the same year as me from a town over and actually used to kind of run around with a bunch of the girls I ran around with, which was interesting because she remembered my name from the girls that I ran around with and, you know, that click. But I always kind of remembered her being in the background. So the more we talked, and I could, if I tried hard enough, I could probably remember what she drove on the drag back in the day. So it was kind of neat running into her years later. We were just loose acquaintances in small town Oklahoma. Twenty <coughs> something years ago. Yeah, keep saying twenty. I'm, I'm being generous on myself here. <laughs> so we're in the playroom, and she, I come back from the restroom in the VIP room rather, and she asks if she can go down on you. So. You flop back on bed. She, you're, I think she, you're, I think you're a commando. So, yep, she went down on me on the bed, and it was great till a couple came in and rudely joined in. Yeah, you were looking like you were getting into it. You, you're kind of looking at me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. This is that you're proverbial twiddly, situation. You were twiddling your yeah, thumbs you made, over there, like, what do I do? You made that comment. I'm, I'm not used to being on the sideline. Which you asked me, it was fun. I was like, do I get to beat off now, or what am I supposed to do? We've got a ghost in here. It's happening again. Did you just throw... He just... Mr. Flamingo just threw the radio away. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a radio, like a walkie-talkie. Yeah. It was a hot scenario. 
I was enjoying it for sure. I, I noticed she was starting to get you there pretty quick. Yep. She, she apparently did. knew what she was doing. So. Yep. She, she was surprised by your ring down there. Yes. That's always everybody that starts going down and you're like, oh my God, you're pierced. I know. And I guess because I've had it for so long that I forget about it. And I mean, it's not that I forget about it, but I just forget to tell people like, oh yeah. Well, I've told you there'll be times where I've gone down on you and I don't remember seeing it down there. <laughs> I guess just because I'm used to working with it. Yeah. It always throws people off. So mid-stroke on her going down on you, what happens? A couple came and threw themselves down on the bed, which was fine. First, we're like, okay, why are these creepers, you know, they're getting in the middle of these two girls here. Yeah. But then the girl started talking to us, and I was like, okay. Then she's, like, grabbing my boob and talking about my augmentation and what doctor I use and my boob size. And I was, like, trying to be nice, but I was just like, You're trying to enjoy yourself, too, and trying to stay in the moment. Yeah. And the girl that was going down on you was peeking up and kind of being, you know, looking back at us like, what the fuck do I do? I know. And she was looking at me and I was kind of like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Keep going. (laughs) I'm trying to be nice and telling her to shut up. (laughs) So eventually she started yapping so much. And even the husband was telling the wife, "Um, the girls are in the middle of something. Why don't you give them some space? And she was all blah, 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 blah. Well, then a group of guys came in, and they were loudly laughing and this and that, and that's when we were just done. Well, you were getting quite a few spectators, but everybody's kind of being respectful because there's yeah. two hot blondes going at it in the bed, but then you get these that come in and want to narrate, which kind of goes back to our courtesy deal. Shut the fuck up when you're in a scenario like that. Oh, yeah, If it's definitely. not yours, go to your room and make all the noise you want, but don't interrupt somebody else's vibe because, hell, you'd had a good time and you got to experience something you might have liked. And here's all these people. There's a whole crowd of people just doing what they could interrupt it. Yeah, it, it was all fucked up. So another thing we got to do, we hit another eye candy party in our lovely city of New Orleans. Before we got COVID. <laughs> yeah. And as we said, we were in a close quarter with four or 500 people. Didn't catch a damn sniffle. And then two days with my boss who's doing the, <coughs> and we catch the crap. Yep. And we knew, we knew when we got it. That night at dinner when he started saying that he needed to go in early and was aching, we're like, oh, this could be bad. Yeah. But let's talk about the eye candy party. It was at Colette in New Orleans, which I do have to say, Colette in New Orleans is not my favorite club. It is a beautiful club. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right to us. Yeah. There's something about the layout. Of the in the flow I don't like. And I have an issue with you have to walk up these tall-ass steep stairs, which I know that's in New Orleans. A lot of the buildings are that way. But you're in hills or whatever, and then you've been, you've been drinking or even sober because we've seen people fall down the stairs sober. Or you've been riding dick and your legs are sore. Yes. Or for the guys that have that hip action going, it hurts to, yeah, lunge, to go up, upstairs. lunge up 25 stairs. Yeah. Well, that was one of our complaints is they do have an elevator, but it was out. Yeah, and the owner, John, was there, and he was stressing out trying to get the elevator to work. Let's talk about our other couple things starting off that we didn't like about it. The elevator was out. That AC AC went out. So, again, you got 500 people in a room that's about 25 foot wide by 100 foot long. It got really hot really fast. Yes, and then towards the end of the night, the bathrooms downstairs go out. Yeah, you and I were upstairs, I think, kind of just fooling around, you know, making out in the area. And I went to the restroom and came out, and there was a line of about 50 people. And I was like, are you waiting on me? And somebody <laughs> said, the restrooms went out downstairs, so they're sending everybody upstairs. Yeah. So it was kind of slowly tanking. Another thing that I don't like is um, in that club, you have to turn in your drinks to the bar, and then they give you, you know, the bartender will give you, mix your drinks and give it to you back. 
but they only have one bartender. And well, we heard he had three of them call in with COVID that day. Yeah. So he can, it's, you know, sometimes things just be on your control. The whole city was shutting down. Yeah. Everyone had to shut down at 11 o'clock. In on Bourbon Street, a lot of the, like, I would say half of the nightclubs were shut down. It really felt like a ghost town. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. The whole, the whole city was bizarre. Which we've gotten anymore where unless we're a hardcore party and we stay off Bourbon Street, we'll go to the thrift stores and the specialty stores. Jackson Square. The Riverfronts, Jackson Square. I don't think it deterred much from us because we don't, you know, when it's just you and I, you don't, we don't spend a lot of time on Bourbon Street. No. We'll go check out some live bands, but we still unless, have a good time. Unless we're partying with friends, that's really not our go-to spot. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the good things about the party. We we shouldn't talk about all the bad stuff. It was an awesome party. Oh uh, yeah. One, as you've heard, and check out their website. They do things really big. This was another Candyland theme party, and of course, the outfits were off the hook. We always feel underdressed when we go in there with the outfits. No matter what it is, we feel underdressed. It would take a lot for us to feel like we've really hit it because <laughs> some of these people go all out, and which is which is fun when they get in the spirit. The DJ was badass. Oh, yeah. I can't remember if it was one of the Florida DJs or house DJ, but he was killing it those two nights. I even danced on the pole. I did. And I, what's funny is that we had some friends from Texas go down there, and they were like, we've never seen you dance on the pole. Well, we had kind of a bunch of our crew that had not yeah. been to an eye candy one other than the Dallas one travel to this. We stopped off on the way down early and met up with some friends of ours in Baton Rouge that used to host for the same website as us and went to dinner with them. And they decided after we told them about the party to come on down, which was really neat when they got down there because we had dinner plans with some friends at a nice restaurant and said, hey, can we bring a plus two? And we were really fortunate that our plus two really fit in with the six or eight that we were going to dinner with. But that's the thing about the lifestyle is that you have something in common. And so everyone is open and has a good time. Not always so. I think we've said when we try to mix our car people with our music people, or our swinger people with the carp. You know, it doesn't always work out, but these two dropped right in the group, and they actually, I think, went out to dinner with the people after we went to, they might have hooked up. They they, they all went out our, without our, us. Our what hook, the hell? Our hookup might have caught, blocked us on our other hookups. So <laughs> it, was, it was fun, which is all, all fun and games, though. But our friends that were new to the group, they shot us a message, said, hey, your group's going out at six, you know, 9 a.m. for <laughs> breakfast. You ought to join us. And I'm like, fuck, we heard it from them before we heard it from our actual close friends, <laughs> yeah. So which was fun. But the dinner was fantastic. I did find a new drink that you I did. love. You oh, did. my God. Everybody's got me on uh, whiskey lately, and I found a drink called Bourbon Milk Punch which is like a vanilla milkshake with bourbon in it and topped with nutmeg. Oh, my God. Now, you can find that drink at the Bourbon House on Bourbon Street. <laughs> yep. If you have to go to Naughty New Orleans, it's the one that hooks on the Aster. So go try it. It is fantastic. I am not a whiskey drinker, and I do have to say it was good. Yeah, all the people in our group was like, oh, it sounds terrible. Let me have a sip. And everybody ended up ordering one. Now, let's talk about something interesting that happened at the club. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about our rules, but we had kind of a incident, I'm going to say, with our group that's not totally accustomed to how we play and how we operate. You had gone out to the dance floor with a couple girls, which this club was packed. I trust you, but I keep an eye on you, make sure nothing bad happens to you. Yeah. The girls came back, and I asked the girls, I said, where's Kimmy at? And one of them said, she's a grown-up. And I said, yeah, okay, where's Kimmy at? Four of y'all came out to dance, three of y'all came back. And they said, well, she's a big girl. You don't need to worry about her. I'm like, okay, back to what I'm saying. Number one, I'm your spouse. So you, it is your job to worry about yeah. me. <laughs> so basically, I, I looked around. I didn't see you. A few minutes later, you came back. I said, what was up? You said, I was dancing. I said, well, the girls came back before you. 
And I said, they're acting kind of weird. What happened? And he said, well, so-and-so caught me coming out of the restroom, and he and I made out for a little bit, and that was it. And I was like, okay, which is not a big deal. No. Um, you making out with whoever's not a big deal. I knew the person in question. It still wasn't a big deal. But these girls were acting, you know, kind of like bro code. I don't know if there's girl code, but they're kind of like, well, she's busy. Okay, well, just tell me what the fuck she's doing. Well, it's not like you're a stranger. I mean, you're my partner. You're my spouse. So they should have been like, I don't know. She's making out with some guy over there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if, I, I think I think if, uh, you know, somebody asked me the same question, hey, have you seen my wife? Yeah, she's making out with some dude in the corner over there. It's as simple as that. Now, if, if that's an issue, that's between the spouse and the spouse. That's not between me and the spouse. Yeah. So I, I got a little rubbed wrong by that, for lack of better terms. Well, it was because they, they made it weird. They made it into something that it there was no reason to be dramatic, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I guess if we were looking at high school shit, that would spun my ass out. I mean, I would have been stomping through the crowd to holler your name. But uh, you know, I was like, okay. I, my, I think I asked him. I said, is she safe? He said, yeah, she's okay. Okay, that's literally all I'm asking. I don't need to know who or what. You know, I'm assuming something was going on. But I was like, I don't need to know who or what. But just the shady way they're acting about it, I'm like, work with me here. Well, and we know each other. We know that it's not like I was bent over having. Well, you could have been, but that, that should have been their answer. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, you knew I wouldn't be. Right. So we're going to get into rules here in a little bit. I got one other thing I want to touch on that talking about a little bit of the bad. I had a problem with a little bit of a tool there in the club. I don't know if you remember that, but let me go ahead and cover this. Now, this wasn't one night with this tool. It was two nights. Okay, thank you. Now, with that said, I do not go into bars or anything with a chip on my shoulder. I've worked in the bar scene where I was supposed to be a badass, supposed to be a badass and I still went in there to have fun and you know people were there I'm not there to bust their groove but there was some tool head in the crowd a tall lean guy that every time he'd walk by he'd put his forearm in my back and shove me but not just you he was doing it to girls and other people yeah and big like big tall guys little guys like everyone which another guy in our group he's a little bit shorter than me I, I would say he's 20 or 30 pounds heavier he's got huge arms his arms are bigger in his head and he actually told me the story before i brought it up he said that guy over there that tall bald guy he said every time he walks by he gives me this shove and i'm like okay he's done the same to me and my buddy's like now i'm not a big guy heightwise but he said i'm not somebody you going around shoving i've worked in clubs i know how to maneuver people maneuver around people and be polite about it I blew it off that first night. So night two in the club, he walks by and I'm like, hey, there's that guy I was talking about. And you said, oh, just keep your calm. So you and I were talking and I shit you not, two or three minutes later, he comes through, shoves me with his elbow. And about that time, I turn around with my fist cocked and you're like, keep your shit together. Yeah. But right before that, you didn't notice, but he did it to a girl. There was a buffer girl that was kind of sitting at our couches and he did it to her. And she kind of twisted off. Her husband, like, pushed her back. Yeah, if it's the same buff girl, I'm no yeah. yeah, he'd been fucked up. But I think he'd been fucked up by anybody in our group. I don't understand why some people think they need to be the tough guy. He rode a couple of us wrong. So, Mr. Fuckhead in the Ohio State with the tattoos on your <laughs> chest, um, if you happen to be listening to this, you're a real fuckface. You're on my list. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't care if I saw you again. I'd probably bring it up if we were talking. <laughs> And some people just have to be that person in the crowd. Oh, yeah. There's there's always one. Let's be honest. Anyway, cooler heads prevail. Yep. I can walk away from a fight just as yep. easy as I can start one. <laughs> now, with, with all the bad stuff that we said about Colette's, I do have to say John was there close pretty much all night, the owner, and he was working very hard at trying to get 
everything that he could get fixed, fixed. He was trying to work on the AC. He was trying to get the elevator fixed. He was trying to get the plumbers. Like he, he was on top of it, trying to do the best that he could with the numbers that he had there. There's a lot to juggle in a scenario like that. And a lot, with few people helping him, there's a lot of shit that can go wrong. Yeah, exactly. But overall, I'd say it was another huge success with Eye Candy and Colette's group. They've yep. got, we can't say enough about Eye Candy's parties. They're awesome. And if you ever get a chance to go to one, please go to it. Believe me, you'll have fun. So we have got asked after our last episode when we were talking about year one problems, some people have messaged us and said, we're still not clear, you know, even after a year into this, what your rules are. So kind of identifying some of the rules that we were talking about at Eye Candy with the you disappearing. We mm-hmm. thought this would be a good episode to kind of get into rules in the lifestyle. Well, and especially because everyone's kind of getting out a little bit more, you know, reevaluate your rules, your boundaries with your partner. It's a good time to do it. And this is one thing we preach, you know, and we have open conversations with people. We went to dinner with a couple tonight and they had adjusted their rules yep. and shared with us some of their stuff. And, you know, it's fun just to hear how other people's concepts are. I know in our early rules versus our rules now, Pretty much some of the same ones. We've just made some adjustments to them. There's been no radical changes. I felt in the beginning, our rules were pretty strict. But, you know, I hear some of the stuff that's out there now. I'm like, ours really aren't that tough to work around. No. In the beginning, I think it was more of a, I don't want to say a defensive or maybe a protective mechanism that we weren't sure what what was going on or what we felt comfortable with. So we made a rule that would make us more comfortable with the scenario, I guess you could say. Which is good because if you're going to be in this, both couples need to have a comfort zone. Yeah. We've, we've seen some that one of the spouses is gung-ho and the other is really riding the fence. So if you don't have that rule to balance it out or safeguards in place, it can turn ugly real fast. Yes. Well, I think, you know, from my side going into some of this, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, some of my earlier rules were probably just trust and insecurities that we hadn't worked through. You know, I think early on, we kind of had a rough rule of you wouldn't be making out with anybody else if I wasn't making out with the spouse. Or wanted to make out with the spouse. In my mind going into that, I'm like, hey, I've got this super hot younger wife. All the guys are going to be wanting to make out with her. So if she wants to, I mean, hell, I can be left in the dust while you're making out with everybody and their dog. That was probably which my... Is, which is funny because that is not the, that's not the reality that we live in. Mr. Flamingo makes out with everyone while Miss Flamingo stands over there. <laughs> Mr. Flamingo got drunk enough lately. He probably could just put his dick in the slot machine. He was ready to tap anything. <laughs> yes, our sex life has been a little lacking to the COVID issue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit what we call our rules and boundaries. Again, those are almost two separate things. We have our rules that are set in stone and then our boundaries that are a little bit more flexible based on the scenario. But they're still in the guidelines of our rules. We don't make any major adjustments without approval of the other. Yeah. So what would you say our rules are now? Whatever the hell we want. Free for all. Isn't that what it's always been? Yeah. No. Anything but. Let's just go through some of our, our rules and we'll kind of talk about why we have them in place. Uh, first one is same room. This is actually a pretty common one. We enjoy watching each other, being involved in the play, hearing each other. And I think as a safety mechanism, nobody's going to try any bullshit or shouldn't be trying any bullshit if I'm in the same same room or close proximity. I think for a truly for a safety reason, you know, no guy's going to really try to rape you or force anything you're not going to want to if I'm right there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have heard of scenarios where a guy was okay, couple play. Guy was okay with the wife, and then he took her out on a separate date and pretty much took advantage and did whatever the hell he wanted. We have heard of that happen. One of the reasons I 
want to do same room also is because I have found this is kind of odd, but I've had guys that want to choke and I'm like, no. And if you're there, they won't do that. But like, let's say I'm even in a bar, they'll come up and kind of like put their hand on me. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You know, which I'm comfortable enough to be like, step off. But, you know, I could just imagine going to bed with them or something. And then, you know, it's just the two of us. Yeah. That goes back to that safety factor. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. And a quick, hey, this isn't working or babe, step in and the scenario is going to change. Yeah. Another rule is we use condoms. I think our rules are literally the most common ones. You know, we have people that don't use, we have people that say we're tested regularly. Well, there's still that 30 or 90 day window between your test. And I know you're playing with others. For us, condoms are basically just a, you know, as much of a safeguard as we can. We realize that even with oral and kissing or anything else, there are, there's still room there's for still error. There's still risk. But we want to prevent the STIs as much as possible. And I cannot have any children, but we sure don't want to have any children through you. (laughs) Right. And I'd say literally in the things that you can catch from unprotected sex, a kid is probably the least threatening of the ones. Yeah. I I would much rather have a kid than a life-threatening STD. Yeah, exactly. Well, another one on our no-go list is no anal. And that's a lot of people. We see a lot of people like that as well. I can't, yeah. I can't remember the last person we played with that said anal was okay, that it was a big deal breaker to them. No, not a deal breaker. Um, I know some people that have kind of been into it and they've asked and we're just like, nope, sorry, we just don't do that. But we haven't ever been turned away because you won't backdoor. No, no. Well, for us, a couple of the reasons that we, we're fine with it in our personal play. And it's not a, for us, it's not a all the time deal. Maybe a couple times a year when one of us is feeling... If even that. Yeah, if one of us is feeling particular frisky. But with that said, for that reason, it's not going to carry over to everybody else. If you're not going to do it with me, then it's not going to be free yeah. for all for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one thing that, to me, I feel if I don't want to do it with you, then why would I want to do it with someone else? Right. We've seen it, but... Mm-hmm. But the other things, kind of cleanliness, takes a little more effort than just vaginal. Yeah, and plus, I don't want to have to hold on, stop, switch condoms, get a new condom on if you're going from anal to vagina because I don't want to get a bacterial infection. It's just easier. Just know. Now, one thing we probably should have mentioned, just common sense on the condoms issue, is if you're using condoms on multiple girls, you should probably go ahead and switch out. Isn't that right? Yes. Because even, even though it's safe sex, the pH from one to the other can cause infections. Yeah. And also, one thing that um, I know you do is when you're with someone for a certain amount of time, you stop and switch condoms during play. And people forget to do that, and that's when condoms break or they have a malfunction. (laughs) They're not that expensive in the general scheme of things. You spend a lot more on the hotel and the party than you did on the condoms, so go through a couple of them. It's not going to break the bank. Yeah. Well, here's an odd one that's not one of ours, but it is pop-up pretty regular. No kissing. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, it pisses me off. Well, that's kind of rude, though. That's somebody's rule and it pisses you off. Well, because I feel like if you're going to stick your tongue in my vagina, if you're going to stick your penis in my vagina, why can't your tongue go in my mouth, which is... Do you think it's just an intimacy thing or a closeness thing? Yeah. I've asked some people about it, and they say that they feel that kissing is intimate or emotional, and an emotional connection, but it's a it's a pr- in proven studies that kissing 
makes you secrete and makes your endorphins like act up or you're, you know, you're ready to go. Well, not only would I stick my dick in a slot machine right now, I'd probably make out with it too. So (laughs) if you see me licking the Wheel of Fortune machine, you know I've had too much to drink. (laughs) Well, let's go over some that I pulled offline on some groups that we're on and asked the question, you know, what are some rules that you have? What are some odd ones that you've seen? Some of these that were listed really blew my mind. Some of these that were listed, I can't believe are actually out there. But again, we don't shame anybody's rules. There's just some stuff that doesn't seem to make sense. You want to go through some of these? Let's go ahead and just jump in and talk about coming. Um, yes, please. Yes. I know you're excited and you want to come. So we have people that are not allowed to come unless they come at the same time as their partner. That's almost a circus act, in my opinion. <laughs> how many times have we finished it? Me and the spouse finished at the same time as you as the husband. Hardly ever. Sometimes y'all are finished quick. Sometimes I'm just tired or she's tired or... Well, and even if it's coming at the same time as the person you're with, can you imagine like me telling you, don't come, I'm, I'm almost there, like controlling your come? As many distractions there are to keep up with anyway, and you're going, don't come, not yet. But you know, me and you, I try to go whenever you tell me to, but if you're trying to, if I'm trying to pace this girl here and listen to your commands, that's going to be tough. Oh yeah. That, that might be a king call itself. <laughs> yes. Let me ask you this, with you, where can a guy come on you? In you, on you, in your hair, in your eye, what's game for you? That's where I was kind of wanting to ask that question. I would say don't come on my face or in my hair. Would, would they need to ask first, if so? Negotiate that out? You could, but I'm still going to tell you, fuck no. And don't come on my fucking fuzzy blankets. I can't even do that, so if you let another motherfucker, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> come Nazi. <laughs> what about you? I don't want anybody coming on me. <laughs> <laughs> a female cum. Oh, female, well, that's just fun. <laughs> Wherever she wants. Yeah, that's weird. I never thought of it that way. I'm like, don't tell, so, the, don't tell the guy to squirt on me. What the hell? This question just got weird. So, no, because like if I was like, oh, I know I'm fixing to do it, and then I get up and I could come on your chest, would you feel weird about it? No, not at all. That'd be pretty wild. Matter of fact, won't we go do it now? <laughs> Where's that Wheel of Fortune machine? <laughs> another, another one, since we're talking about cum, is that... Neither partner is allowed to make the other couple come. I don't think I make the girls I'm with come anyway, so I'm halfway there. You know, I seriously wonder how many people actually fake coming when they're with partner, like other spouses, or you know what I mean, like in right. the lifestyle with other... I don't know how many people would actually admit to that. It would be the bigger question. I know. That, that's a good thought, though. That may be a whole another topic to look at. Well, here was an interesting one. Let's say the husband is not allowed to have sex with the other woman until he makes his wife come. I mean, we, we do the reclaim sex afterwards. Yeah, after. But. That one would be hard. Has to make a wife come and then, okay, she's satisfied, which I guess if she's. Well, I guess if you were going to, you could do oral beforehand or something like that and then switch over to the other partner. Well, that could have been a scenario where the wife, the wife in question, has not had good luck with the other guys. And yeah, she's so like, she's all right, the, get off the husband's beforehand. over here. My husband's over here getting his rocks off, and this husband's kicking rocks. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that could make sense on that. Yeah. Again, there's nothing wrong with rules. No. Everybody just had, and that was another thing I wanted to cover. Rules aren't necessarily a bad thing. We'll go and throw that in now. We think of rules, we think of, you know, this is the rules. You can't break them. Well, I, I would just say rules are basically barriers we put in place to allow this and keep everything in check. Yep. 
we hear people sometimes that we have no rules. Well, if it works for you, okay. But for the majority of us, there are little barriers that we have to abide by. Yeah. Ooh, another one. When, since we're talking about coming, that she's only allowed to swallow. What's your thoughts on that? Honestly, sometimes I swallow, sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends, number one, on my mood. Number two, if I'm full, if I've had a lot to drink or eat and I feel like I can think I can swallow, or if the what the cum tastes like. That's interesting. To me, that rule kind of sounds something Dom-related. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do this, this is what you, you know, it kind of sounds self-satisfying more for the but, husband. Okay, here's the big question. Late. Because as our listeners know, we play as couple. We play, you know, same room. Are you going to worry if I'm going to swallow some other guy's cum or not? Are you even going to notice? Like, are you going to be like, if I'm going to be like, oh, he's fixing to come. Lee, can I, can I, are you ready? He's coming. I need to swallow. You're not going to know. You don't care. No, I think to us that's kind of open. That's kind of your deal. And if it's in your hair, be sure watch that shit out before I go to pick your it, hair. It, if it's in my hair, you're going to hear me bitching. I'll, I'll have to intervene in that situation. <laughs> well, odd one that popped up that kind of contradicts ours, only anal. He's not allowed to have your pussy, but just your ass. What's What would be your thoughts on someone that had that rule? That goes back to some of the religious beliefs. Really? You're because, taking a weird spin on it. Go ahead. No, um, the reason I go there is because you know I've got the religious background, and a lot of people think that if anal is not necessary, sex. Okay. Now I have heard a bunch of teens be like, "Okay, I can't lose my cherry, but I'm not. Backsides. Yeah, I'm, I'm still st- a virgin. I'm still take- a virgin. We can have anal." I didn't think about it that like that. I was thinking more along the lines of the guy being like, "Okay, the pussy's mine, but you can use whatever other hole." That's what. Yeah. That's what came to mind when I read that. Or, way. Yeah. Or. Maybe they're suggesting only anal so the chick doesn't get pregnant. Oh. That's another thought, if they don't use condoms. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's another thought. So it goes to show rules can be interpreted more than one way. Need more details on on that. (laughs) Ooh, I've got a good one, because we actually have friends that told us a story about this. You're not allowed to hold hands with anyone except your spouse. That sounds, that goes back to the issue of intimacy, I would say. Yes. And this one of our friends told the story that um, they had played with this couple and they were had got done playing and they were like going to a restaurant or, you know, going to the table. I don't know, something like that. And the let's say Lee, my my husband grabs uh, Melanie's hand and walks her through the deal holding her hand, the wife looked back and it freaked her out because she's like, why are you holding someone else's hand instead of mine? Well, we went out with a couple that we were courting and you mentioned to me once we got back to the car that he told you that he's not big on PDA with another guy with his wife. Yeah. He's in the bedroom. It's fine. That's what we're there for. But he doesn't want me rubbing up on her or doing any in public. Yep. Now, what's funny, you brought that up, that story, and I didn't recall it, but one of the things that popped up online was someone had mentioned that the married couple, while they're in a play scenario, have to hold hands. So in other words, we would literally have to be laying side by side in the bed or something similar. Me and you are holding That's hands. That's a connection well, deal. That's yeah. about connection. But we sometimes do that just naturally. It's not a rule. I mean, no, we, it's we, not a we, rule. We had our couple at Colette's that was pleasuring us, and we were holding hands and kind of making out while they were doing their bits to us. So that was pretty yeah. hot. Yeah, but that's more of a connection. That that would be a weird... Uh, 
that it, rule. It was would like be, they were joined at the hip, and we have to. Yeah, that would be a hard rule. I think I I, I don't I don't I don't know about that rule. Yeah, teach their own, but that's that would be an odd one. Would would that be a deal breaker for us? No. <laughs> Said all right. Can we just tape your hands together so you don't slip <laughs> when you get in trouble? Handcuff them. I'd be like, can I stick my finger out? Me. <laughs> Hey, that Swingtown movie you used to started watching, they handcuffed a couple together and made out yeah, with them, didn't they? They, they did. Might, we might be trying that now. You got anybody <laughs> in mind? <laughs> I've got a couple. Somebody may be in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, never allowed to converse outside the bedroom. Wow. Are we talking texting or once we leave the bedroom, I'm never even allowed to look at you? Say we're to meet and greet. Am I allowed to talk to him? Where do you think that one goes? I don't know because that would be weird because... Where did you negotiate your bedroom play? Where did you meet up? How do you know you guys have a connection to go into the bedroom? And then afterwards, are you just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, don't ever look at me again? We talked about these being basically barriers to keep people from... Having emotional connections. And I would say that was definitely one. Fuck, you got. I think you got a connection after you do it. Yeah. It, again, it's not like you're going to run off with one of the guys we played with, I don't think. But fuck you, you're a little more closer to him than you were before we had sex. Yeah. I can't see that one. That one might be a deal breaker for me. We don't judge anybody, but if he said, hey, you can have sex with my wife, but you can't talk to her again ever afterwards, I'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. Because you're going to be at the bar, you know, the, the bar next weekend. Are you not allowed to, hey, how are you? That one would make me question things. Yeah, I think it would make me uncomfortable enough. I wouldn't want to <laughs> proceed. I think that I would probably be like, I would question it. I would question it and say, well, so am I allowed to get her a water at the bar next time I say her? You know, like I would be like, well, what do you mean? Would that one feel like a red flag to you that there's something oh, yeah. deeper that yeah, we yeah. don't want involved in? Yeah, that there might be some issues between them. Here's an odd one I found online that I wanted to bring up. The husband didn't want the wife looking into the other guy's eyes. That's an emotional connection one. So he had to poke the guy's ass out before. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Pink, pink. Where's Where's the sleeping mask? <laughs> you could that'd be a workaround. Yeah. You get the little bondage mask, little gimp mask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you looking well, in some guy's eyes. Let's be honest. No guy wants to look into my eyes during sex. And the people that know what we're talking about can attest to it. They're like Jesus Christ. They do start going all over like she's. A, I have. I try to tell everyone she, she's, she's my, got a tell-tale. my eyes cross when I get excited, when I get drunk, but, or I'm tired. But you know what's gonna be freaky? Some guys gonna be looking at you like Wiley Coyote now when he's fucking you, waiting on your eyes to do something. And if your eyes don't go a different direction, he's gonna be distraught. Well, I can do it at this. See, look. Oh, just yeah, did it. She's crossing her eyes at me, freaking me out. <laughs> All right, your guy, did your mom ever tell you your eyes are gonna get stuck like that? No, because I had to do exercises to do that. Your eyes were doing that when that girl was giving you head at the club the other night. Yeah. They were oh, going yeah. all over the place. That's how I knew she was doing good. Yep. You got your telltale. I do. Now, I got to say, continue with this topic. You talk about what my one customer that you got the crush on. You're like, oh, he has such dreamy gray blue eyes. Oh, yeah. I can start saying that with him. You're not allowed to look in his eyes. You'll be hypnotized. Yeah. So that one that one wouldn't be a deal breaker, that rule? For, yeah, with him, yeah. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say get off him, but then you'll think get off on him. But leave my customer alone for a minute. Quit, and quit talking about him for a second. <laughs> you know, I get excited. With anybody else, would that rule be a deal breaker? No, because my eyes cross and I'm like, don't look at me. And I throw the pillow over my own face. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. We've heard don't slap my ass or pull my hair, bite my nipples. Or we were just talking about this. Don't play with my balls. Yep. 
Which, like I said, I do negotiate that. Can I touch your balls or not? Which, when we start talking about choking and, well, that goes back to the safety deal. When we start talking about choking or slapping, I almost think that needs to be a little bit of a separate conversation. Yes. That starts getting into, and the kink and BDSM people chime in. You know, that needs to be negotiated a little bit separate if we're just playing. Yeah, you you need to be very comfortable with the person that's doing it. You need to know the spots that you, on a person's body, can. Know how to fucking do it for one. Yes. We saw a neighbor guy dicking around one Halloween, and his wife was dressed as a pinata. Was that right? Yep. And he was going to bust her ass at midnight on Halloween, and he went too high and hit her in her lower back. And all of us that kind of knew better were like, oh, that is, I think she started bawling. Yeah, she did. And this was with a stick, and she had a plump ass, but he hit her on the small of the back, and the rest of us was just like, oh, that missed the target. Yeah, so. he could have really done some damage to her if the bat would have, you know, if it would have been a bigger non-plastic bat. Well, you haven't, you're not really one to be like, oh, beat my ass when we're in bed. No. And you and I have had that talk that there's very few guys that we play with, I could probably name on one hand, that I'll allow you to spank or much less choke you. Yeah. We, we do, and we're fine with it in our play. But we but know we've we been know. together, and we know, and we we know, know our how tales. to do it. Yep. Yeah, that's like my balls. Um, one of our last couple plays, she's like, oh, am I allowed to go down there? I'm like, hell yeah. If you start getting too rough or anything, I'm going to let you know. I like it done, so I'll, I'll let you. She's like, some guys are just like, nope, don't even look at them. Well, and that's what I say. People laugh when I'm like, when we do our big negotiation as the, the foursome. Somebody laughed at our negotiation yes. this week, too. And then... When we, I get with the husband, like when we start making out and everything, and I'm like, am I okay to, you know, do you like this? Do you like that? You know, and that's one of the things I negotiate is, can I touch your balls? Because I'm going to touch your balls. That's not a deal breaker. No, definitely not. Now, here's one that I found online that found this odd. Man, I don't slam anybody, but the couple can play in the shower, but they're not allowed to actually bathe in the shower. And everybody online was even like, that makes no sense. I can fuck you in the shower, but we're not actually going to wash off in there. What the hell do you think that means? I'm thinking that it's more emotional and passionate when you're, if you were to rub soap on me, than it is for you just to pound it out in me. Okay. Well, wow. That's, it's That's more of an view. emotional, romantic connection on that kind of a level of you lathering wow. up my body than it is for you just to get in there. And pound the shit out of me and drown me in the fucking shower. I like that view. I, I would have never thought of that. It, I know when I read it, I'm like, okay, is this just something gross? That makes sense. I didn't know where to take that one. See, sometimes I'm smart. I, I trust you. <laughs> You're a fart smeller. I don't know. I'm a smart feller. <laughs> smart feller. I'm sorry. Okay, let's get to the last one here. And I think we've, we've fought our way through this one before. Yes. All right. No pillow talk. No snuggles. No ego boosting. Let's, let's dive into this one because this one kind of hits home with us. Well, this one, I would say over the multiple years that we have been in the lifestyle, we have gone back and forth on this and had had issues. And communication. And communication. And I would have to say sometimes it depends on the couple that we're with when it throws up an issue. <laughs> so break it down. What's the issue? To me, it's not an issue, which is interesting because we're literally having therapy right here. But yeah. what, what's the issue to you? Sometimes it's more of an emotional connection, like there is a line, a, a boundary of the emotional connection in the pillow talk or in the cuddling or in the, oh yeah, you know, like the ego boosting. Like there is an emotional connection 
when you're after you're done after you've played with someone. So you're scared that, or somebody could be scared that through that, there could be actual feelings developed. Yes. Which one thing about me, I had a bunch of female friends growing up. We were all huggy. I hug male and female friends both. Tell their hell, I've got customers I hug male and female both. So to me, it's kind of a you know that is a, a no deal or a, a non issue. Which is here is the issue. I grew up in a house that's Stoic. not affectionate at all, and I grew up. They say Merry with, Christmas and give you a handshake. Yes, and I grew up with guy friends where you didn't do that because I, since I'm a girl, that looked bad and make the girlfriends bad. So we're completely opposite on this. But like I said, with my, with my female friends, we'd go over and watch TV, and you know, I'd, I'd lay in their lap or vice versa. Never thought anything of it. Nothing sexual about it. Nothing intimate about it. It was just you know, you crashed on your friends. You crash on them. With the girls, yeah, now, not so much with the guys. I didn't lay any guys' lap watching TV, but I say I, I think I kind of carry that over. I mean, I like making out. I like snuggling. You, yes, yes, you do. There's and I don't. So we've had some emotional rubs from me and you, where you know, me and the girl are chilling out at a party or after or before play, and now we're just snuggling and chatting. And I think that's bothered you. And it, like I said, sometimes it goes back to who the girl is. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like you're giving someone a little more attention or she's wanting more attention from you than what she's getting from her husband or that you're giving me at the time. Okay, let's say this. Since we went through the COVID deal and our sex life has been nothing, then uh, last night we went to a party and you were making out with a lot of people, a lot of girls. And, you know, one would think that I would be like, oh my God, look, he's showing attention to all them and this night he hasn't even kissed me in 45 days and here he is kissing multiple people you see what i'm saying though like there's that but but that that wasn't an issue correct no oh god no (laughs) i'm just making making sure we don't have an issue to turn off the (laughs) microphone and work there (laughs) no last night i was laughing about it i was like look at him i don't want to kiss him right now because i don't feel good (laughs) go ahead (laughs) well i remember telling you i had a weird feeling we had been with quite a few couples over the course of a summer and we went to a friend's pool party, and you were laying out tanning. Are you know where I'm going with this mm-hmm. one? And there was a girl there, which you kind of identified, hey, she's his type. He'll be attracted to her. And she and I ended up chatting. And then she and I ended up on a lounger just, and we went in this party, and I said, we're, we're tired. We're not even going to entertain playing with people. We're literally just going to chill. And I ended up in a lounger with this said girl, and she and I were just kind of tickling on each other and chatting. And I wouldn't even say anything sexual. You know, I'm thinking maybe down the road something might have happened, but I felt weird about that. And you were like, no, it's cool. And I actually checked with you because for some reason I had that. I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong, but I had that weird feeling that, man, this is just. You were getting too emotionally I wouldn't even say emo- I wouldn't even say emotional, but, you know, you know, I talked about that, that yeah. I had this thing that I felt like I was projecting something bad to you. And I kept saying, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, fucking. I'm, well, but I think that, that that goes back to. We, over the several years, have had to do a lot of communication that I know you want that affection, need that affection. That's how you are programmed. And I'm opposite where I'm... You have fun until you're ready to fuck. Yeah. And I'm not... Don't fucking touch me. I'm, you know, I don't want you rubbing up on me. If it's going to happen, you'll let them know when. Yeah. You go ding ding ding, motherfucker! It's time to go. <laughs> I know we're we're so like backwards. I'm not the typical girl, and you're not the typical guy. <laughs> I'm sensitive, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> but we just check in with each other. We communicate about it, and we've gotten you know had to go through it. Not a deal breaker. 
Well, we've covered a lot so far, but let's keep going. I think we've got some good stuff rolling here. Now, on the topic of boundaries, one thing I forgot to cover earlier is rules and boundaries. To us, that's two different things. We have some boundaries that we've adjusted over the years. Kind of where we go with that is in addition to our rules, if we're at a party, let's say, rules are still in place, but you can go make out with anybody you want. Yep. I can go make out with anybody I want. I, you don't need my permission uh, nope. at, at uh, the eye candy party. If you've been making out with Frank, and I don't know Frank, that's not a big deal. I'm hoping you'll have the courtesy to introduce me to Frank. Yes. Now, our boundary is, you know, if you wanted to jerk him off through his pants or whatever, that's getting a little gray for us. Yeah. I, I think one of our boundaries is if it if it's somebody we don't know, you know, I'd, I'd at least like an introduction. What, where I'm going with that is you're not going to walk up and find me uh, getting ahead from some random girl. No. You know, at some point, somebody, you know, some girl's going to touch my dick, so I'm get, you're going to touch some a dick on a guy or whatever. But we've kind of got the boundary that if you have to take genitalia out, it probably needs to be an introduction. We need to do a little bit of negotiating between me and you and make sure our and everything's in place. And go somewhere private. We're not going to do somewhere it in private. public. Yeah. But there have been times where I, I can remember a party. or A pool party. Well, I can remember a pool party that I went to the gym and I came back and you're like, hey, uh, I tip fuck so-and-so on poolside. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty hot. And I said, how did that happen? You said, well, he was playing with him and I just kind of took his dick out and start. I'm like, okay, well, we know him. We've approved him. That's fine. If you if had said, hey, it's Frank, you haven't met Frank yet, I'd be like, okay, that's, that's a little bit of an issue with me. I don't know where Frank is. He's gone after I did that. Yeah. But, you know, there have been times where you've came back, you know, pool party, and, you, and I said, hey, I happen to get head from so-and-so, and you're like, oh, which we pre-approved you know, that we would play with them. So there's kind of that green, yellow light, not necessarily green, but yellow. We've discussed them and yeah. both said it'd be fine. But if I'd said, hey, this, you know, Sue gave me head, and you said, who's Sue? Or worse yet, you walk up and Sue's giving me head. That's a different case of situations. Uh, I'd be like, situations. what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Like I said, this is the lifestyle. You, you, there needs to be a little bit of flexibility, but that's our comfort zone. So like yeah. I said, when, when the girls, they're at the club, we're like, oh, she's a big girl. I'm like, okay. Apparently she's doing something. Just tell me that she's safe. That's literally all I'm asking. Again, they didn't know our rules. They, yeah. they know us, but they didn't know what our boundaries were. Yeah. I noticed that there. I wanted to touch on that. That that's That's what those mean to us. Yeah. And there, there is flexibility of those. We, you know, we tried a little bit of Individual. S- separate room play this summer. Just it wasn't what we wanted. No. We tested it. We tested it safely with people we trusted. It wasn't random nobodies. It was people yeah. we knew and had already played with, so that was kind of okay. But, again, there's flexibility in some of these stuff. We went back and revisited what we thought and just decided it was or wasn't for us. Yeah. So on the topic of rules, whose responsibility is it to relay these rules? I would say it's the couple's that has the rule. And reason I say that is because our rules are between us and we tell the other couple what our rules are, but it's up to us to enforce our rules because the other couple will have their own set of rules that they have to enforce. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, last night at the party that we were at, or the meet and greet rather, I met a couple new girls. And you were across the room, and I was meeting these girls. One thing I always like to do is while I'm talking to them, I like to point you out. They, you know, I, I didn't have my rings with me. And these girls are like, are you married? I'm like, yeah, and that one over there is my wife. And I, I'd say, the hot yep. blonde over there, and you'd turn and wave, which yep. kind of by that wave, that gives her the confidence that, hey, he's legit. She sees me. You're waving. It's okay. Now, yeah. if you'd come stormtrooping across the room and kicked her off her bar stool. I wasn't going to come pull her hair. No, that, that makes that makes an issue. Yeah. It's just, you know, simple things like that that you can do to work through situations. Yeah. You know, years ago, we were told that whatever your rules are, 
for the night or in general, whatever you pick, don't change it mid-stroke, I guess you could say. And we've stuck by that. And I can honestly say we haven't had bad experiences because of rule changing. We've heard both sides on this. I've heard another podcaster say, well, you're all adults. You should be able to change it. But our opinion and what we've seen is you get to a party and let's say our rule is no orgies. And we get to a party, not in New Orleans, we're invited to an orgy. We're both under the influence, been partying, we're tired. I'm all about it. You're not so much about it. We get involved in the orgy. It doesn't quite emotionally hit you where you want to. Now we've got a problem. Yeah, because you're going to have some resentment. I'm going to be pissed. You know what I mean? Like it's just... it's There's going to be a circle of distrust that yeah. really kicks in afterwards. And then it's going to be, you know, like female minds. Well, why did he want to have that orgy? Did he like that chick? You know I mean? Like you just start going into more thoughts than what you need to on why that rule was changed. Well, also both sides at a party can kind of influence the other. Oh, come on. Let's just go and try it. Let's just go and try it. That rule's in place for a reason that hopefully you worked out beforehand and made sense but guys have a tendency to think with both heads the one down below sometimes takes over and not just guys though girls get a little girls do too we've seen girls talk to guys in the situations where the guy wasn't comfortable and then it blew up ugly because the yeah the wife did not like what was happening so for us and we we advise it you use your own judgment but pick your rules stick to your guns well, and going on that, let's say we have the rule of we're only going to soft swap tonight. And whoever we play with, let's say a Ken and Barbie, we're going to play with Ken and Barbie, just soft swap. If we decide that we want to full swap with them, there's another night that we can full swap with them. We always say that orgy will be there next time or there'll always be another orgy. Yep. Or you just create another one. Invite who you want. Yep. I thought we'd have an orgy set up there in New Orleans, our dinner date. That was one thing we're all kind of looking around like, hey, this would be the, I was thinking that would be the perfect orgy. I thought we talked about it too. I kind of thought. I kind of think they all went ahead without us. They did. I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think because they know we don't do orgies, they left us out. Well, talking about boundaries, that we're not the group sex people. Usually when we get an invite, we're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, when we're going down the list well the thing about like orgies is that's not one of our rules is we don't do orgies we just haven't had the right we haven't had the perfect storm no but this is the second time that we've been out with a group of people like yeah if all 10 of them wanted to come back to the room this would work there's not anybody that i wouldn't or would have a problem with or that almost we haven't played with separately (laughs) (laughs) and they've played with each other (laughs) yeah so it would have been a good fit if we just suggested it and i know that we're talking about communication and rules but you need to be aware of having judgment towards the other people's rules because that's their rules and it's their rules for a reason. What about if a rule is broken? I don't think we've ever really talked about it, but do we have any rules that would literally cause us a divorce if they were broken? You know, our rules are pretty simple. We had, what, same room, condoms, no anal. If any of those were broken, would we get divorced? I don't think so. We would have a big discussion but that would probably... And the discussion would basically be like, here's why we have these in place. Yeah. You know, if, if we're going to go without condoms, that's not putting us in a safe place that we want to be in. Yeah. Again, same room is just basically for our own entertainment. Yeah. That would be one thing I would advise people, though. If there's a rule in your list that would cause you to get a divorce, you're absolutely 100% sure. If you look in somebody, if you happen to look in another guy's eyes while you're having sex, and that's a room for a divorce... One, I would say make sure that rule is driven home. Both people are on board with it. And two, you might really want to look if this is really for you. 
if something yeah. that you're going to do for fun is going to cost you your marriage, we, we've seen this happen before. Yep, so we have. We've heard of, we have no rules, and then something's done. Well, she did this. We had no rules. Well, how, how are you divorcing her? Yep, exactly. One thing I kind of want to double back on, let's talk about who's responsible to comply on the rules. We have our rules, same room, and we have our boundaries where, you know, you can play. I got some, here I got some the, flexibility, yes. and I know, I know who's acceptable. And... I, you know, and I kind of mentioned the don't be judgmental towards rules because you don't know what the rule is or why they have it in place. We had a good friend that came to me and told me you were breaking our rules and that basically kind of like I needed to leave you or get out of the lifestyle or something when it wasn't a rule. It was a boundary. It goes and, back to that boundary of me getting head at a party or something like that. And the thing is, is she doesn't know what was going on between me and you, what our boundary was. She just knew there was that rule of we do same room. And, you know, I'm glad she came and told me there was something up. But when I told her, he's okay to do that. And she was judging us for... Change in midstream. Yeah, and thinking that we weren't doing our rule. and Which, it's our fucking rule. What, who are you to say? And I'm like, no... He's within the boundary. He's okay. And in all fairness, when you got head, you immediately came and told me. So I wasn't hiding anything. It no, wasn't like there I wasn't was anything going wrong out on a with separate that. Date with this girl. Yeah, but she was trying to make an issue out of something that wasn't because she thought that you were breaking a rule when really you were in a boundary. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I just want to touch base. You know. Reevaluate your rules. Make sure you have rules. Make sure that your rules are not going to hurt your marriage, that it's not going to be a breakup situation. I want to jump in and say make sure that both of you totally understand the rules and why you're doing them. There's nothing worse than talking to a couple, and you have two rules when I talk to you, and he has five rules. To me, there's a red flag that you two are not on the same page as to what your actual rules are. Know what they are. Understand them. Have boundaries. Boundaries are within your rules. They're not hard limits. So before we sign off here, again, I want to thank everybody that's followed us and helped us grow in the last year. I want to ask one other thing, that everybody check out our Facebook. The Swinging Flamingos have a Facebook page. It's not obscene like Twitter or any of the Instagram or any of the others. It's family safe as much as we can be. We really want you to check in and say hello and let us know where you're from and where you're listening from. We're anxious for next month's episode as well. We got a hell of a fun interview with a fun guy. Can't wait to tell you about it. So hope to see you all again next month. And remember, our names are Kimmy and Lee. <laughs> so let's go. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at nope, 944. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I guess we haven't been here at midnight any of the time we've been here. Uh, no. Yeah, motherfucker, we're all I just was sitting here like, I see your phone, I see my phone. What are we? I was and you were looking in there. I'm like, is somebody in there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was like, someone's in the closet because I didn't check it yet. <laughs> yeah. I normally check them.